Hello and welcome to Odson Europa League and Conference League. Let's analyze the second leg of the semi-finals. Uh, really interesting uh, with Dani Fisiquel, Alvaro Romeo. And of course, remember to leave your comments, press the like and subscribe. And now, let's go on with the show. Very open, uh, these semi-finals in the Europa League and in the conference. Uh, difficult to tell who is going to go to the final, but we have Dani and Alvaro to analyze these four games. Uh, hello, by the way, of course, Alvaro, hello. Dani. Let's start with the Europa League uh, semi-final in uh, Germany, Frankfurt, West Ham with the victory. Remember, 1-2 for the German team in the London Stadium. We had the <laughs> London Stadium again full of Germans. Uh, is going to be this victory enough, Danny? We saw West Ham turning uh, around the tie against Lyon in France, 0-3. Uh, Can we expect a comeback from the Hammers or you think it's going to be very tough uh, considering how good Frankfurt is playing in this Europa League. I think West Ham can have more than one hope to reach the final of Seville for a couple of reasons. First of all, because they left the best of the season for the Europa League this season. They've been very, very good and they played against top teams in the Europa League and they always matched them. I think it was a bit harsh, the defeat against Frankfurt. Maybe the occasion played a part, a little bit too much emotion. You know, sometimes when you play at home, if the environment is too much charged, uh, it could also play <coughs> sorry, against you. So they conceded after one goal. But, you know, let's not forget, they had a massive chance in the end. You know, Bowen hit in the bar. It should have been the goal of the year, the goal of the century for West Ham. It wasn't. <laughs> anyway, but again, when you look at the way they played at Lyon and they won 3-0, they were impressive. And finally, finally, Boys arrested uh, some players in the Premier League, of course. So uh, the likes of Bowen, the likes of Antonio, the likes of Lanzini, they're gonna uh, uh, they're gonna be a bit more suchek. They're gonna be more rested for uh, this one. It is true that West Ham uh, have dropped off a lot uh, recently. Only one win in uh, six, but you know the key players are in form. Bowen has scored 11 goals. Uh, Michael Antonio has scored uh, sorry Bowen 15. Michael Antonio 11 for a West Ham in our competition. That's a very good tally for him. I think where West Ham were left a little bit uh, needing and wanting was at the back, you know. Uh, they had Zuma returning from an injury, but Zuma was one of the worst players. Uh, Dawson was a little bit doubtful as well. So they need to a little bit more solid at the back, etc. So, obviously, all the eggs of West Ham are in the, are in the Europa League basket. We said many, many times that the, the team is not uh, deep enough to play both competition. In fact, they've dropped point in each of the last four Premier League games after mm. our Europa League fixtures. They are winless in the last four Premier League games, but this is the, the biggest game in the last 30 years for them. And they can also uh, hope that... Uh, you know, if they if they look at the numbers, that's the, the second home they can have. And Eintracht at home, they're not great. Uh, they only won one in the Europa League in five games at home at Val Stadium, although they are not, uh, they never lost in the Europa League at home. And also, if you look at the Bundesliga home table, they are third from bottom in the Bundesliga, only score 19 goals in 16 games. They are much more of a 
a counter-attacking team. However, careful because against Barcelona, they had a very good game there. By the way, Entra Frankfurt plays on Monday, so West Ham yes. slightly more rested. Could be an advantage? I don't think so. Over 2.5 goals for West Ham. Uh, over 2.5 goals no, in, in the game, not for West Ham. Over 2.5 goals has to be a high-scoring game. Well, I, I'm sure Frankfurt is going to play the third team because they have absolutely nothing to play for in the Bundesliga and they are putting also all, all their eggs in the basket of Europe. Uh, probably, as Danny said, uh, Alvaro, they got an advantage slightly undeserved at the London Stadium. Yeah, probably. Uh, I do like, by the way, uh, the, the, um, the odd that Daniele has uh, cherry picked uh, over 2.5 goals. That is 195 is very good. Uh, a few things. Um, number one, don't forget that West Ham United beat uh, Lyon uh, 3-0 away in the Europa League. Uh, they have done it. They can do it. They've been there. They've done that. And uh, another thing that uh, is very interesting, looking at both ties, I mean, no mm, no German team has ever played the Europa League final. Uh, the Europa League, we know that is kind of a new competition, 13, 14 years old. Uh, but still, uh, there is a chance that finally we have a German team in the Europa League final because uh, Frankfurt is there and because Leipzig is there as well. Uh, all that said, um, you know, I think that we would be slightly wrong if we took... Uh, mm, match from whatever happens domestically into this game because i believe that uh, in the bundesliga yes frankfurt has been below par maybe they they have uh, disappointed their own expectations a little bit uh, but at the same time uh, for me they are the best team in the europa league so far really uh, look at what they did uh, they went unbeaten in their group stage in the in the europa league right uh, which is a very good start and then they they beat betis and they beat barcelona Betis is the Spanish Cup champion and Barcelona is Barcelona and they deserve to beat Barcelona because at Frankfurt were way better than Xavi's team and then at Camp Nou they did a fantastic game. So, you know, I think that Frankfurt, whatever position they are in the Bundesliga, it doesn't matter so much. I mean, it, they are taking this competition very seriously and they are enjoying it and they are playing attacking football and they are putting so much intensity. They outmuscled Barcelona completely. And Kostic, for me, is uh, probably the best player of the competition so far. I mean, uh, when the big games started, Kostic started delivering. Um, when it comes to West Ham United, yes, uh, they have lost uh, the last three games in a row, for example. They are in a bad run, but of course, the last three games have been against Arsenal, Chelsea and uh, Frankfurt at the uh, London Stadium. They deserve maybe a bit more against uh, Frankfurt the other day, but I think that, you know, and Frankfurt fans uh, could tell you as well that uh, they are legitimate winners because I think uh, Frankfurt did a good game in London. Um, I think that West Ham United at this moment, they are a little bit tired. Uh, they've been more maybe demanded physically lately because West Ham United, unlike Frankfurt, they still believe that they could uh, qualify first for the Champions League and secondly for the Europa League via the league. I think that this is pretty much over now for them, but they can still qualify for the next Champions League if they win uh, the Europa League, obviously. Uh, David Moyes did a little bit of rotations against uh, Arsenal the other day. For example, Antonio, who has scored, by the way, only three club goals this year. He's not in a good run. Didn't play the whole game. And uh, Solsek, neither. neither. And, um, you know, I think that uh, David Moyes, obviously, is thinking about this game against Frankfurt. I think that this is the most important game they've got in this season, by far, because if they get to the Europa League final, I mean, that's astonishing for them. That's astonishing for them. And, um, you know, even Thomas Sosek said after the game against Frankfurt, first leg, that for some players, including him, 
the second leg will be the biggest play, the biggest game in their lives. So both teams are going to take this very seriously. And uh, I cannot commit myself here for the outright market because I've seen Frankfurt beating Barcelona and I've seen West Ham United beating Sevilla and beating as well uh, Lyon 3-0. So I'm going to go for the following. Both teams to score, very simple. And in the Europa League, I'm going to back the goals market a lot also in Leipzig uh, Rangers. Both teams to score, 173 and the over 2.5 goals market that Daniel Flag, I really like it here, 195. If you, if you combine it, you get an odds of over three, so it's always worth going. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. Both teams targeting the competition eh? from the beginning. Yeah. We have to say that, and this is good because in other uh, campaigns we are seeing teams uh, dropping from the Champions League. These two teams uh, take the, took the competition very seriously from the beginning, going for the goals market. At the end, I will ask you your uh, final uh, and I didn't know actually that no German side uh, had qualified to the final of the Europa League and perhaps we see a full German side uh, final in Seville because the next one is Rangers Leipzig. Leipzig they came into the tie as big favorites also to win the competition and they were able to get a slight advantage in the first game with that goal scored by Angelino. Danny, uh, Rangers lost the All Firm. The, I don't know how many times they played the All Firm. They drew. This they drew. They drew. They drew. One, one, they one, drew one, at the end. One, one. one, one. But yeah, but they, but they lost. They lost. The, I mean, they played like five or six. They won one. They lost the other two. Yeah. And, the, yeah. and they are not going to win the title. We know exactly. it now. No. no. Celtic is uh, virtually champion already. So, Danny, do you see Leipzig uh, winning and at Ibrox Park? Can you see Rangers with a great comeback? I guess it's going to be a great atmosphere also in Glasgow. Uh, Leipzig to win pays two in the other game. The odds were more or less balanced here. The bookies plays Leipzig very favorite, even playing in Scotland. I see Leipzig playing in the final. I don't know if they're going to win at Ibrox, but I think uh, Domenico Tedesco's side are one of the finalists. Uh, they were better than uh, the Rangers at home. Not scintillating as they used to be recently, but they were uh, they had the, the best chances. And, you know, also away, there's such a very, very, very good uh, record. Uh, Leipzig, they won a Bergamo, they won in the previous round of the Europa League. Uh, I think Leipzig, uh, yes, they had the issues at the beginning with Jesse Marsh. Since they changed the manager, it's a completely different team. They are a Champions League team, I think, more than a Europa League team. So I think they will be in the final based on the quality, based on what they've seen. You know, Leipzig, they rarely do not score. Only failed to score one in one of their 22 games in the new year. So you could expect them to go to Ibrox and score if Gunku has got his shooting boots on. He missed a couple of chances in the first <laughs> leg. Now, when it comes with Rangers, they've been unlucky because uh, they've had the injuries that have really halted the chances to progress in the Europa League final. They are without Morelos. They might be without Kemar Roof. And uh, you could tell the issue uh, with playing without the best uh, forwards in Germany. The ball was always coming back. It was not sticking. And then Van Bronckhorst changed the formation a little bit to give a little bit more protection to the back three. And in fact, play with a 5-3-2, which normally they don't play. So they had Bright and Kent 
wide behind Aribo. The, strange because, you know, Sakala could have been the only striker to play there. Then when he came on, had a good game. Sakala, by the way, scored against Celtic at the weekend. was the man of the match. So let's see what uh, Van Broncos does, whether he sticks again with this bit of a cautious approach of he got maybe with Aribo and Sakala both two up uh, front you know uh, but Rangers in Germany they went there and tried to contain Leipzig they didn't have much of the ball only 29% I know it doesn't say a lot but that's the less they had in the entire Europa League campaign very few touches in the opposition box uh, actually I think only eight touches between Ken Wright Aribo and Sakala in their opposition box now what comes to Rangers we have to say this season has been good they are in the final of the scottish cup let's not forget they changed the manager in november they had a very good structure working with uh steven gerrard they were unbeaten last season domestically they had a good campaign in europe and then when they switched when they changed when uh, gerrard went to aston villa van brogos came and there's been a 10 points swing to Celtic in the league. Celtic were very behind from Rangers and now they are ahead. They're going to win the title next week because they've got an easy game. So uh, credit to Rangers for readapting, but I think this is the end of the road for them. Uh, the odds for Leipzig to win are good, but you know, Rangers are home in the in the, in the Europa League. They've been uh, decent as well against Braga, against Dortmund, against Red Star Belgrade. So I'm going to go for a for two for two picks combined. Double chance x2 and both to score. If you put them together, that's 231. Right. Uh, Danny mentioned Jesse March. Uh, great season for the American. Eh? He <laughs> had uh, Leipzig in the middle of the table in the Bundesliga. And he's about also to go down with Leeds, uh, perhaps. <laughs> Alvaro, how do you see this Rangers uh, Leipzig? By the way, uh, Leipzig was super bad under uh, Jesse March playing away and Tedesco turned around the situation completely because uh, they were uh, winless with uh, Mars in the Bundesliga playing away. Yeah, I don't want to be too cruel with Jesse March because uh, he was taking over, not the impossible job, but a very difficult one uh, after Julian Nagelsmann. But you have to compare, obviously, the numbers of Tedesco and the numbers of Jesse March to realize that um, something could have been done better back in August, September, October, November by the American coach at Leipzig. Anyway, uh, one thing that passes me about this game, and I, I didn't say this in our previous show, is that Leipzig is 137 years younger than Glasgow Rangers. This is a bit of trivia. I wonder, Edu Daniele, if we have ever seen a game with such an age difference between the two contenders. Really, 130. <laughs> one of the teams uh, was uh, founded in 1872, the other one in 2009. Anyway, well, maybe, maybe, maybe when AFC, AFC Wimbledon played Liverpool okay. in the FA Cup, because AF, AF, AFC Wimbledon are very young team, and Liverpool are, or Manchester United, whatever. Anyway. That, that, that's a brilliant point, actually. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there must be uh, very few, very few uh, precedents, but if anything, that is that one is one of them. Uh, you know, I think that Leipzig right now, uh, they are also quite troubled uh, domestically because uh, they have to play on Monday against Gladbach yeah. and uh, they have a chance to regain the fourth spot from Freiburg. And this is 
a must for them. They have mm. to win the next season championship because the team of this caliber, with these players, they have to win the championship. They cannot miss it. So both teams, they have been quite uh, um, demanded, domestically speaking, with Rangers, as you well said, we just throw in one all with the Celtic in the weekend. But anyway, uh, if you show, for example, the the, the game uh, in Germany, the truth is that Leipzig was uh, better than Rangers, even though the the most dangerous uh, chance of the game, apart from the one that Nkunku missed, uh, was for Kent. Uh, yeah. It was an excellent chance after yeah. a, a step over, he, he shot wide, but uh, you know that was very close for Rangers. And um, uh, generally speaking, Leipzig dominated more and we were expecting that because uh, they got like a, probably a system more prepared to dominate games. And Nkunku had three chances, Liner had another one, a great defending. Um, by one of the Glasgow Rangers centre-backs. Then Angelino had chances as well. Uh, by the way, I don't recognise Angelino with long hair. I mean, it's very difficult for me because he's been always shaved. But anyway, he's got long hair now. And uh, generally lucky speaking... Him. Lucky him. Lucky him. We thought that he was bold, but he's not. He was just saving for fun. I mean, I hate these people. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Rangers, um, they... They don't dominate as much. I think that their football is a little bit more passionate uh, than anything. And uh, Leipzig, they've got maybe a better system in place. Um, this weekend, it's true that Rangers did a few rotations thinking about the game against Leipzig. For example, um, I think that uh, uh, Arfield, Davis and Sakala uh, played for Ryan, uh, Jack, Kamara and Scott Wright. So a little bit of rotations in there. Then in the weekend, also Sakala got applauded for doing a very good game against Celtic. Will this be enough to knock out Leipzig? I'm not too sure about that. Uh, let's see how Leipzig finishes the game on Monday against Gladbach. Hopefully there will be no injuries for them because this game against the Rangers is very important for them. They have never won a European title and Leipzig is close to making it to the final. So I'm going to go for the following. Both teams to a score. Uh, I like yeah, this one. It pays 176. I love it because the last time Rangers did not score a goal at home was in September. So I think that there is a pattern in there. When they play at home, they tend to score a goal. Then losing or winning is a different story. And a double chance for Rangers in the first half is something a little bit perhaps stingy because it pays 1.5. But I think that in the first half, they will put everything they've got on the pitch. And if you combined those two, well, 1.5 and 1.76 together, it gives you something over perhaps 2.5, so it's a decent combination. So I will go for those ones, yes. Both teams to score and a double chance for Rangers in the first half. Okay, and closing uh, with the Europa League, your final, guys, would be? For me, it's Leipzig, as I said, uh, West Ham. Ooh. Alvaro? Yeah, just to say something different. A, 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 a German final, Leipzig Frankfurt. For sure. We haven't the... had a German final since 2013. In London, Borussia Dortmund, Bayern Munich. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the winner of the <laughs> final is, is going to be the bartenders in Seville. Uh, having Germans or British, I'm sure they will sell <laughs> a lot of beer at the end of May with the hot weather. A lot of Cruz Campo. A lot of Cruz Campo, exactly. <laughs> Probably the worst beer of in Campo. Spain, but they will enjoy it fresh. And then oh. let's switch. Careful, let's switch. careful, because they sue you. They sue you. People who see that, they sue yeah. you. <laughs> send, me, send me Cruz Campo, I, I can judge again. 
Then uh, <laughs> let's move to the conference. Uh, the final is going to be played in Tirana, in Albania, in the Olympico Dani. I'm sure there are already people in the stadium because uh, Roma are willing to play a European final again. Uh, and they have a good result, I would say. The draw they got in Leicester. They drew also the weekend with Mourinho switching a lot of players, of course. Leicester lost against Tottenham. Um, what do you expect apart from a great atmosphere? I'm sure it's going to be mental in the Olympico, as we saw against Liverpool, actually, not long time ago. Yeah, this is the first semi-final since that game against Liverpool and Roma hoping to reach the second, actually, sorry, the third European final of their history. They lost the last two, the, uh, the European Champions Cup League. final against Liverpool yeah. again in 94 and the UEFA Cup final against Inter in 1991. Looking for the third. Uh, yes, Rome, uh, Rome is buzzing, living for this game. And uh, yeah, rightly so. They took this competition, we have to say, really, really seriously. This conference league, uh, they got their ups and downs. They got a bad defeat at Bodo Glimt, 6-1 in the group stage. But that kicked on the season. Since then, Mourinho learned who are the players he can trust, who are the players he doesn't want to see, not even in the dressing room. And he done a little bit of clear uh, there a few signings in January which mainly worked especially Oliveira Roma looked threatening now against Leicester uh, it was a good uh, professional performance from Roma I think uh, that was the game that Mourinho had in mind a majestic performance from Smalling really really good at the back uh, but we have to say Roma for long spells of the game they were second best uh, Leicester had a better rhythm they were quicker they moved the ball better they created more uh, chances now uh, Roma need something different now uh, playing at home uh, they cannot just uh, hope to eat Leicester on the counter although they were doing it really really good in the, good in the game for, in, the, in, the, in the action for the goal with Zaleski what a great season Zaleski is having you know not many people talk about this very good left back the place for Poland uh, he's Italian, by the way, but he's already been snatched by Poland. And then also with Abram being able to hold the line. Abram Pellegrini partially rested in the draw deal against Bologna. And also Roma are officially out of the Champions League mm. next season. Already Juventus and Napoli, Inter and Milan are mathematically qualified. So it's all about this game, the weekend game of Firenze. doesn't uh, matter. The problem with Roma is, can they win the big matches? This season, they've only beat Atalanta home and away. Never won a big match this season. Never won a big Derby. match last season. Well, the Dar yeah, the Derby, that's true. But it's a kind of... Uh, it's not a, well, okay, yeah, let's say they won the Derby. It's true. Well, credit where credit due, But they lost the previous the previous Derby anyway. Last season, we ran the fourth second. I win a great match. I mean, um, I think that Roma season is defined by this game, really, and maybe by the final in Tirana. Because if you look at the numbers, it is disappointing. They only got one, one more point in the table compared to last season. And that was not why they signed Mourinho. They signed Mourinho to take a step forward and to be more competitive in the big games. Now, they need, I think, to qualify Roma. Need to hope that this is a low-scoring game. If this is a high-scoring game, I can see Leicester having more resources to hit Roma. But because I think Roma better defensively than Leicester. If the, if he's a 1-0, 2-0, let's say if he's an under 
2.5 goals or up to three goals. Roma got the chances to qualify. Uh, Leicester only failed to score once in the last 11 Premier League games. They need to make sure they keep them on bay. Uh, I'll tell you Mayaka who I think he qualifies. Uh, but I think it's going to be a, a very emotional game and I think it's going to be an over 2.5 goals game, which might reduce the chances for Roma to qualify to 12. And surprisingly, Roma supporters are very happy eh, with Mourinho, despite I agree with Danny that the campaign is going to be disappointing uh, if they don't qualify for the Europa League at least or finish fifth in the Serie A and uh, achieve at least the final in this European tournament. Alvaro, how do you see this semi-final? Uh, Roma Leicester? Well, I, I, I'm I, going to back Roma. Uh, you know, and uh, in this uh, conference league chat, uh, you will see that I'm going to back um, the home teams to, to go through because I think that Marseille uh, will also make it. But anyway, let's go with Roma. Uh, I think that there is a great um, understanding between uh, Roma Tifosi and Mourinho. Uh, yeah. Daniel uh, can expand on that for whatever the reason. Uh, Jose Mourinho has triggered, has activated some, you know, maybe nostalgic, emotional um, yeah, yeah. Uh, fuses that the Roma supporters like as well. And uh, that's unquestionable. And yeah, against Bodo Glimt, they were terrible and all that, but they learned from that game. And against uh, Leicester City, they produce a very professional uh, display. I believe. And Leicester City this season doesn't give me, give me any certainties. The thing is that uh, my trust on Roma is not very big or it's not as big as uh, it would be with uh, a big Italian club, you know, like uh, any other, any other. But the thing with Leicester City is that this season I don't have any certainty with them either. Uh, you know, just a few numbers. For example, in, uh, in 2022, they have won only three games away. Three games away, they beat Randers, they beat Burnley, and then they beat PSV and Doven, but you know, going to Roma and playing a games like this demands the best of you away from home. And Leicester this season hasn't been good away. Then I believe that the injury of Wilfred and Didi has had a, a, a really seismic influence in Leicester's season as well. Because the other day against Spurs, for example, I could see that Leicester City were missing Wilfred and Didi's physicality, quality on the ball, uh, capacity to carry the ball as well. Leicester doesn't have that anymore. And uh, the best players of Leicester, they've been a little bit uh, inconsistent this season. Yuri Tillemans, who is going to leave, um, didn't have a season as good as the previous one. And Yuri Tillemans was instrumental to win the FA Cup last season. Jamie Vardy, 10 goals. Obviously, he's at the, almost at the wrong side of his 30s. Almost there. You know, he was born in 1987. So if he's not 35 uh, uh, already, he's going to be 35 very soon. And he scored only 10 goals in comparison to his goal tally. That's not enough. James Madison, injuries uh, haven't helped him a lot either. I believe that uh, the defense hasn't been great. So. I think that this Leicester City campaign has been really long. Brendan uh, Rogers has tried his best, but the team is not delivering so well. And if you see them in the table, you will see that they are struggling a lot this season. And for example, I can't forget that they lost seven games in a row between the 12th of December and um, the 20th of February. I mean, away yeah. from home. I mean, away from home. This is really bad. So Leicester City doesn't give you any certainty away from home this season. And I think that Roma may have the know-how. Mourinho certainly has it. Because Mourinho has been there. He has won the Champions League, the Europa League. And he knows how to prepare a team to win a competition. So I'm going to go for the following. Roma to win, 219. And uh, if not, I will go for something more simple. An Asian handicap of, is it minus 0.25 for Roma? 
that pays 185, uh, meaning that if you win or if Roma wins, you win. And if they draw, you get half a lose, uh, dick of double chance, as I call it. I like that one too. Leicester already lost a match ball in Italy, it was in the Europa League. Against yeah, against Napoli. Yeah. That's why they are playing this competition. Uh, you both place uh, Roma as favorites. Uh, the other game is Marcel Feyenoord. We expected a lot of goals in Holland. And actually, I did, no, I didn't. Half-time. No, I didn't. I didn't. I got it wrong. I got it ah, yeah, you wrong. didn't? I well, didn't. I, I thought Sampaoli half-time. was going to stifle them. Yeah, whatever. At halftime, we already saw four goals. Uh, Feyenoord had the lead, 3-2. They won, but uh, Marcel, they are favourites to win this game, 2.25. San Paoli's team were on holidays against uh, Lyon on the weekend. uh, Danny, do you expect goals this time? Well, you have to. You have to. You have to. Yeah, but there right. is no money in the gold market. That's the problem. No, exactly. You have to, exactly. You have to expect many goals to make some money out of it. Because Feyenoord is crazy, absolutely. actually, with goals. Absolutely. Both yeah, to score is only 150. The money market is for the ACA. You have to, if you have to pick, if you do an individual pick, you need to be a little bit more creative. I wasn't expecting a high-scoring game at the Coupe, but in the end, I think what happened is that Marseille kind of handed themselves to Feyenoord. They play a very high line. Feyenoord unpicked them with a lot of balls over the top for the very quick striker, Dessers and Sinistiera. And in the end, the game was almost too frenetic for Marseille. Marseille is a kind of team that likes to keep the ball, keep possession, switch it from side to side. If the game is a lot of coming and going, that's where Des Marseille suffers because Marseille in them, they haven't got a lot of goals. You know, they are not a very high scoring team. If you look at the top scorers in League One, the best scorer is Payet with 12 goals, which sits 12 on the table. Uh, it's more of a team that likes, again, to keep possession, slow the game down. But the Feyenoord is completely different. The player is basically attack, 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 concede some mistakes, make some mistakes. And then, yes, I mean, they force the mistake. The, the, goal, the last goal for Feyenoord is a mistake from Duleta Car. Maybe if that doesn't happen, Feyenoord, I'm not sure. I think maybe they could have found an opening any uh, way. Uh, but Feyenoord are in good form. You know, they won seven of the last eight and they scored 35 goals in the last 12. They also scored three at the weekend. However, whether if, I mean, again, here I think if he's a low, if he's a low scoring game, that suits Marseille. Marseille have kept 19 clean sheets so far this season in all competition. But can they keep it a low scoring game? when they need to go on the front foot straight away and Feyenoord could hit them on the break. This is very open, by the way. Uh, it's not... Uh, it's, it's, Marcel could have the experience, but again, uh, the occasion could play the part, you know, big full stadium, etc., etc., which, you know, could be an advantage, could be a disadvantage. At some point, uh, I, as I said, you have to be creative. Double chance, 1x. So I don't think Marcel is going to necessarily lose this one. And both to score. That pays 221. So, for example, 2-1 for Marcel. And you win. 1-1. You win, etc. So anything that is not a defeat for Marseille, and both to score. Checking the market to qualify for the final. Alvaro, we have uh, Feyenoord, 1.48. Marcel, to qualify, pays a lot. It's uh, 3, actually. So it's kind of high. Wow. It's good. I know. I know. And it... Then winning pays 215, which is uh, perfectly right to me. 
already because they are playing at home and uh, you know they have to to, to use the home, the home factor so over there there is a very good value already Marseille to win 215 actually I'm going to take it for the ACA uh, because I believe that this can happen Marseille to qualify by the way is 262 so you know if you want to spice it up a little bit more there you go your good money but yeah um, I think that Feyenoord they 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 bring this advantage into the velodrome but at the same time Olympique Marseille and before losing against Olympique Lyon uh, this weekend because they couldn't let their less because they are going to qualify for next season's Champions League before they lost against Lyon uh, this weekend uh, it was on Sunday uh, they had won five games in a row at home uh, against yeah. Basel against Nice against Pauk against Montpellier against Nantes you know uh, opponents from different calibers, different leagues, different qualities, and Marseille did the job. And, uh, you know, generally speaking, I think that uh, uh, Sampaoli knows that uh, Marseille can do it. In fact, he was very disappointed with the performance uh, against Feyenoord, and he said that, that in this sort of competition, you cannot make this mistake. So he will probably try to tackle that ASAP, because the other day he conceded two goals in the first half. Was it two yeah. goals in the first yeah, half? Yeah, yeah. 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 that's... Then they scored two as well in the first half, I believe. But, you know, that's something that Marseille has to uh, stop, literally, now, because otherwise they are going to uh, suffer a lot. So I believe that Marseille for this game is going to have a better game plan. Uh, they, they kind of rested against Lyon in the weekend. Then uh, I think that, uh, generally speaking, at home, they score a big deal of goals. In fact, only Monaco and Lyon uh, have uh, left Marseille scoreless in 2022 at home, at the Velodrome. So generally speaking, at home, they know how to score. So I'm going to go for that, for Marseille to be the first team to score, which is a... Um, a market that I never go for, but I believe that here the Velodrome is going to play a massive part. So Marseille to be the, to be the first team to score 180. I think that this one is quite speculative anyway, but the value is very good in there. And Marseille to win 215. I'm going for that one. And I'm going to keep it for Mayaka too. All right. Uh, checking, by the way, the odds to win the conference. I strongly recommend you to take a look at the odds because they are very high for any team. And I think... It's very difficult to predict at this point, to be honest, but uh, Roma is three, uh, Leicester and Feyenoord four, and Olympique Marcel five. So even putting a small amount of money in a couple of them could be a good option uh, for you. Uh, what is your final then, Dani? Roma, Marseille. Alvaro? Yeah, same one. Same? It's the same one. All, all right, uh, then let's finish the video with the ACAS. Alvaro, this time yours. Yeah, very simple. I mean, I'm going to put together the Europa League and the Conference League. I can do it like that or separately. I mean, for the Europa League, it will be both teams to score in the Frankfurt West Ham and Rangers Leipzig, both teams to score as well. That pays three, all right, for the Europa League alone. And for the Conference, it's Roma to win and Marseille to win. That pays 4.7. If you put it all together, you will get a total of 14.1. Uh, that would be Mayaka for the conference and the Europa League combined. Not a stingy, yeah, in this case. No, not this one, not this one. Uh, okay, let's let's go with mine. A little bit less than Albert this time. Eintracht Frankfurt West Ham double chance X2. Rangers Le Leipzig over 2.5 goals. Roma to qualify. Olympic Marseille against Feyenoord over 2.5 goals. Put it all together. 8-13. Okay, thank you very much, guys. See you very soon. Ciao, speak soon. Bye-bye.
Who do you think are gonna play the final of the Europa League and the conference? Remember to let me know in the comment section and of course press the like and subscribe and remember that we do have also a podcast for you. Thanks for watching. See you soon.